to the E3 podcast where we encourage, educate, and empower female entrepreneurs. I'm Melissa Johnson, and I have a mission to help female business owners um, transform their lives and their business. On this show, I'll be interviewing female entrepreneurs that are moms, that are business owners, and we're taking a deep dive into the struggles that they're having in their business and coming up with some great solutions on how they can transform their business and their life. So thank you so much for joining the show today. I hope you enjoy it. Uh, Make sure that you subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already, and we're going to jump right in. Welcome back to the E3 podcast. I'm Melissa Johnson. Today I have Denise and Marissa. They are both in San Antonio, correct? correct? Yes. Yes. So Denise, you are an agent, right? And Marissa is an attorney. So why don't you guys just kind of let's open up with talking a little bit about who you are and what you guys are doing. Okay, I'll start. So um, I'm from San Antonio, born and raised. I sell residential real estate. I help people find their dream home. Um, my main primary primary focus is um, residential real estate, but I also do commercial as well. And I've been in the business about eight years. And um, I come from a line of real estate agents. My mother's an agent, so I've been around the business for a very long time. And um, I work primarily from home right now because of COVID, but um, also once that all dissipates out and about, meeting new people all the time. And so that's what I do for a living. Nice. And Marissa? I am an attorney here in San Antonio, Texas. I handle both sides of car accident cases. So I do handle insurance defense, but our firm is moving on to the plaintiff's side of things. So we're handling car accident injury cases on behalf of plaintiffs. And I have been licensed since 2015. Um, I previously did some family law and I still will sort of just to keep my hands in it. Um, (laughs) But my primary focus is um, injury cases. I do not come from a long line of attorneys. Actually, I am the oldest of four siblings, and I'm the first one within my immediate family to graduate from college and move on to secondary or higher level education. So, wow, congratulations! Okay, I think that deserves a. We should probably like preface this by saying we are doing a happy hour, so cheers! And that is that's so awesome. I love that. And we both have daughters. Mm-hmm. Oh, how old are your, da- your daughters? So my daughter is eight and I'm, my happy hour consists of sparkling water because yes. I'm actually eight and a half months pregnant. You just can't see my stomach. Yay. <laughs> oh my God. Now I feel like I need to see the belly. <laughs> Here, I'll stand up for you. So I don't know if you can see it. Yay. <laughs> and she, her name is Sloan and she will be here in about Three weeks. Oh, congratulations. And I love the name. Thank you. I have a 15 year old daughter. So I had her when I was 21. I was a little bit younger. <laughs> like 12. <laughs> when I was a little bit younger and I actually had her while I was still going, going through school. So it was a little tough, but We did it. We're doing it. So we're working moms. Yeah, for sure. Everything. Yes. Yeah. You know, I had my oldest daughter when I was really young too. So I I feel like I can give it back now, you know, like, were you 12 and you're on your child? No, but I was young. Yeah. (laughs) And then like five kids later, then you get the, you have that many kids. Yeah, I do. You have five children. Huh? You have five children? I do. I do. So that's that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, my, um, so my son is nine, so he just turned nine in December, so our kids are about the same age, and then I have a daughter that's about to be 13 next month, 
and then uh, my other ones are older out of the house adult children now but that's fine I always you know this is my second pregnancy after eight years and I I was like wow I don't know how people do it um kudos to all the mothers who have three four five children that's a lot of um perseverance for sure <laughs> it is and you know I was it's funny um just real quick to mention that your kids are going to be spaced out apart. And I'm going to tell you, like, I loved having my kids spaced far apart. Like some people are like, just get it over with, you know, have them like back to back. But mm -hmm. I actually really enjoyed having my kids um, further apart because I was really able to enjoy them. Like my oldest daughter was seven, I think when I got pregnant with the twins. And so like she had seven years of my full attention and it was like, right so nice you know before the the twins came on because that was a lot to deal with two at one time you know and they needed my full attention but i never felt like my oldest daughter missed out on anything you know she had i was there for all the early moments and and everything i was really able to enjoy that and you'll I, like their help too when the when they get older it's nice i agree that's, that's my nice. sentiment as well with it it's like she had, you know, plenty of one-on-one -on -one time Attention. and as well the new one will too because she'll be getting older and not wanting me as much. So I think that it, it's a good split. For me, it works. Yeah, I think you'll enjoy it. I have enjoyed it personally. So I, it's, it's awesome. And the older ones, I, I tried not to um, have the older ones like babysit a lot for the younger ones, but every once in a while, like it is nice if I need to take a shower or something, you know, it's like, can you sit with your brother for a minute, you know, or whatever, yeah. just so you can just have a moment. Um, it's, it's nice. So congratulations. I'm really happy for you. I mean, you look fantastic. <laughs> Thank you so much. I appreciate that. I feel like I look like a busted rock <laughs> when I was pregnant. I feel like one, so. <laughs> Well, you look great. <laughs> so how did you two meet? Oh, we met years ago when we were kids. <laughs> yeah, we went to uh, middle school together. We met in seventh grade. Oh, wow. Here in San Antonio? Yes. yes. What middle school did y'all go to? <laughs> we don't know if we want that on the record. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> 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 okay, we'll nix that. <laughs> Uh, we were transplants into that. <laughs> That's true, both of us. We were transplants. We went to Horseman for one year together, and that's when we met. Mm -hmm. We did, and we're still having fun to this day. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's yeah. awesome. It's fun when you can stay friends with people that long, right? For sure. I think we knew then kindred spirits. We found each other in the in the sea of others. Yeah. <laughs> and we were like, oh, thank God. <laughs> I feel like there's nothing better, right, than when you find your tribe of people. You know, it's just like the people that you really vibe with and like they get you. And especially when you have that history too of a relationship, it's like they knew you back when, right? For sure. <laughs> Definitely. Exactly. It's it's easy. They know you and the good times, the bad times. And that support is important. Whether it comes, you know when it comes to your career or family or whatnot, when you have that tribe there in the background, helping to support you through it, that's, that's very, very helpful, for sure. Definitely. Yeah, Marissa, you want, to tell, you want to share what you just went there? Oh, because <clears throat> we do have a really good tribe and we're always, we have this big group chat and we have supported each other through so much. Marissa just went through something pretty serious that affects a lot of women. And yes, um, last year in September, actually, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, you know, one of those definitely a life defining moments. And you kind of take a step back and take a look at, and take stock in, you know, who you have in your life, who's there to to help you get get through those things. And that's definitely very, very important to have those people surrounding you, no matter where life takes you. Yeah, so we are proud of our tribe. For sure. <laughs> Y'all gave me goosebumps. That's, I love that. <laughs> it's such a beautiful thing to have those friendships. And God, 
like how how are you now what's what's going on with with your diagnosis um so far so good so i had to undergo a bilateral or double mastectomy and that procedure was done in november and then it went through the healing process and then i had to undergo another surgical procedure, which is the reconstruction. And that just happened at the very, very end of February. So I got some new boobs for my birthday. My birthday was March 1st. We celebrated. It should be silver. Yeah. Cheers to that. Something we all want. (laughs) So um, other than that, I just have to continue to undergo imaging and being watched and uh, medication for the next you know five to ten years and so it's still you know you never know what will happen tomorrow or a year from now but denise and i are are big believers in god Mm -hmm. and so we just have faith that no matter what comes our way, right? we're going to get through it. God will get us through Exactly. And then you have each other to lean on. And I think that's for sure. <laughs> so, so, so important. You have to surround yourself with the right people. And, you know, it's funny, I kind of wanted to start this interview by talking about real estate, because that's what we talk about. But I feel like this is probably a way better um, conversation to have, because, you know, we all think these things, but we don't really talk about them that often about who you are surrounding yourself with and what a difference it can make in your life, you know, not just for, you know, companionship, friendship, but like even to your success and things like that, you know, when you're, when you're stuck or you're unmotivated or, you know, you got, you know, kicked in the ass on something, you know, you've got these people that you can surround yourself with that can help lift you back up and encourage you and remind you of how amazing you are and, all the things that you've been through and especially like you guys having such a long friendship, like I'm sure you've seen each other through many times of ups and downs and highs and lows, good and bad and everything in between. Right. Yep. Through boobs and babies. Breakups, boobs. All of the bees. But, but we got here for that reason because I saw this opportunity for us to do this podcast with you. And I, Marissa and I always motivate each other when it comes to business. And um, I said, I think this would be a good podcast for us to do for our business so we can talk a little bit about it. But it does coincide with having healthy relationships. You know, when I, when I started in real estate, I hit the, round, the ground running and I just wanted to do business. But what I got burnt out was emotionally with everything that you have to do to serve others, it's good to have a tribe, to have people where you can disconnect and, you know, talk about your needs and emotional, mentally. And so um, I think that it's important to have that so that you are successful in business. And so that's how we got here because when we get tired, we talk to each other about what are we gonna do to grow our business? And I'll give her ideas and she'll give me ideas. And I think that's, yeah, that you said something really important there because even though, you know, a lot of us are in real estate, not everybody is. And a lot of times talking to somebody that's even in a different industry, you know, you're friends, but you're in different businesses, but you get different perspective from that too. Sometimes do you find that you guys are able to give each other like different perspective and help each other, even though you're not in the same industry? Yes, definitely. I mean, I, I wouldn't be here right now sitting talking to you if it wasn't for Denise and and including me and thinking you know of of how she can include me and I'm so grateful for that thank you Denise you're welcome Um, but definitely and I think it's important for for people to remember you don't want to surround yourself with people who think the same way that you do every step of the way because then you won't learn anything other than what you already know and I think the purpose in business and in life in general is to grow you you want to ultimately grow as a person as someone 
in a business that you want to have a successful business and that requires growth. And so it's important to surround yourself with people who do have different outlooks and perspectives so that you can, it just gives you something else to think about. It may not be your cup of tea, right? but you can take it in, you can sit with it, process it. And if it seems like a good idea to you and you can incorporate it somehow, and make it your own then and that's what I just we had dinner and I encouraged her to do that because you know in real estate you have to do a lot of social media marketing Marissa doesn't necessarily like to do social media she likes to be a little bit more private but I told her sometimes um that's how I attract new clients is just getting in front of them and sometimes mm -hmm. you kind of have to share your personality or what you're doing that day and it's just a snippet um and so you know, I was encouraging her to just put a little bit more and, and then maybe kind of tie at the end of it, you know, and, you know, she's an attorney. I said, I think people think attorneys and they think they're not as approachable as, say, a real estate agent because they're like, well, if I ask her a question, is she going to charge me? Has <laughs> 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 you noticed? <laughs> so we, um, we had that conversation the other night at dinner and I said, it seems to work in this industry, maybe pioneer in that aspect of like doing something different you know so we do we do bounce um, perspectives off of each other for sure yeah and it, I mean it's fun right you should have friends and people that you can go to and, and do that I think it's, it's very helpful and it just opens up your mind to different opportunities too um, yeah, and I feel like I can see like you pushing each other too, right? You know, like Denise is pushing you, Marissa, to, you know, get do something that makes you uncomfortable. It's going to achieve yeah. a result, but, you know, even if it doesn't, it's still growth because it's something that you were uncomfortable doing and she pushed you to do it and you did it. And that's growth. And that's, you know. For sure. And that brings up a good point. I was going to mention that growth may be uncomfortable. And just as Denise mentioned, I'm, I'm much more of a, private person when it comes, so I don't really share too much on social media and I don't really um, utilize it a lot. Um, but I think it's a great idea the way that, you know, Denise uses it for her business and to gain clients. And although it may be uncomfortable for me, I'm definitely trying to expand <laughs> and grow in that particular area and see how I can utilize it. But this is my first, um, Test, I guess with that. Opening up, <laughs> opening up my first doing fabulous. <laughs> a little bit more open. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, it, it, it certainly can't hurt anything. And you think about like how many attorneys do you really see out there? I mean, okay, we're not talking about Jim Adler or like the four guy, <laughs> whatever the guy's name. We're trying to get away from that. Well, we're trying to get a commercial at some point. Yeah. <laughs> or a billboard. I'm going to be a creative director here. I'm yeah. Like, <laughs> there's motivation behind this from me, too. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to get her something. A commercial. Yeah. I'll be like the paralegal in the background <laughs> in the commercial. <laughs> or the one wearing the neck brace. <laughs> yeah. Make sure you're holding your baby, too, at that point. That's like extra points for that. <laughs> Having money and this baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were, but yeah, exactly. Go on with your question. What were you saying that you don't know? I, I don't know. <laughs> I just think that there needs to be more, um, like I said, there, like if you think about the attorneys in, in San Antonio, like you could probably name a couple just because of all the stuff, but you know, if you can get out there and do something different. And that's the whole key, right? Is to set yourself apart. What is the one thing that you can say that sets yourself apart in like telling your story is, I mean, that like, that's just marketing 101. Like people want to hear a story. And so exactly. if you're willing to be vulnerable and share that, you know, your story, which I think is a great story, you know, you were a young mom and you put your, you know, you went to law school and you became an attorney and you went through this you know, breast cancer scare and everything. And like, you've been through some stuff, mm -hmm. you know, and that, that speaks to people, you know, and, and makes you relatable and authentic and you're real. And I think any opportunity to do that in any marketing is, is really key. Definitely. I also like to just that, I, I kind of want to touch on this for a minute because, you know, we're all women and I'm just, 
I, tr I, I like to be pretty honest about this stuff, you know, when talking about this, but you see women that they're either like really competitive with each other a lot. And I feel like a shift has started to happen where women are becoming more collaborative, more in a mindset of lifting each other up. And I mean, those are the women I want to be around at least. And they're still out there, the ones that are just like, I'm better than you. And, you know, I've been to some of these Rhea things where it's just like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know what you're about over there, but that's not who I am. But, you know, cause I want to have the collaboration and to like really build relationships with other women and help each other out because it's, you know, I'm not saying I'm like anti-man by any means. I love men, but um, we just have a different set of challenges and a different set of problems. And rather than tearing each other down, when we're able to lift each other up and and really help and like be real about it, not fake. Right. Have you guys encountered those kind of situations before? And how did you deal with that? Yes. I, I have encountered it a lot in real estate. There are a lot of groups of women that um, congregate, and I've attended some of them. And I think that it's it's a good it's a good asset to have in your back pocket. But it's just a tool. I think it's very important to know that yes, we need a tribe. Yes, we need reinforcement and encouragement. But we also need to build that within ourselves. And I think a little bit of that gets misconstrued, and people get sidetracked with friendships when we're supposed to be building our business. And I'm just very business oriented, so I can only do it this much. I can't do it all the time. But I do think that it's great to be collaborative. Absolutely. Um, and like she mentioned before, it's great to be collaborative when you can see other people's perspectives and see how you could utilize it for yourself. So I, I do participate. I just don't do it as much as most women do only because I, I think I meditate more when I'm just working solo. Like that's where I get my ideas mm -hmm. and then I can go out and share. Right. But, um, I, I do like that, that culture of definitely collaborating. I don't like the mean girl culture at all where we don't want to share. I think that's where I was going with that. Yeah, the mean girl thing. You you yeah. hit it right on the head. Yeah. And and I think it's I think it's just an old way of being. Like I had to deal with that. We had to deal with it our whole lives. So I'm definitely mm -hmm. not. And maybe that's more. Maybe that's why I'm more reserved because I went through it. So I kind of just stick to myself. It's hard to trust. It's hard to know when people what people's real motives are and things like that. But um, collaboration is important. As long as it comes from a genuine place, I believe. The heart. Yes. Yeah. I, I've definitely experienced that over my life. Like Tiffany said, since we were younger, you know, we we banded together because we were being <laughs> it's against the mean girls. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so yes, um, I've experienced it and how have I handled it? Well, those people I don't surround myself with those people. The people that I surround myself with are good, genuine, um, God-loving people. So, you know, whatever they put out, they're going to get back. That's, that's what I think. So whatever you put out there, you're going to get back. And so if you want to get good, you want to receive good in this universe, put good out. And I am a big believer in that. I try to do that as a person with my friends, my family, those, those in my industry, other women in my industry. Mm -hmm. um, I, you know, I try to encourage where I can. And um, I'm also a believer in teamwork, right? Teamwork is the way to go. Like Denise said, there are things that you're gonna have to do on your own, get through on your own or whatnot. But generally, I think teamwork is a good idea because you have some people who are better at some things than others and the other people, that aren't good at this other thing they're good in another area right and when you come together you can really build something that's really good um where people can focus on what they do well at and they exceed at and um sometimes it's just people's energy too that like definitely collaborating with other women energy sometimes you need that boost and it's fun and you need to go collaborate with other women because it's just the energy of 
she's excited about what she's doing. I'm excited about what I'm doing and we're feeding off of each other and energy is mm -hmm. transferable. So definitely we're, we're de both agree that this, that's something we'd like to do for sure. Yeah. And just don't surround yourself with the, the mean girls. Yeah. And don't be a mean girl also. Marissa, don't be a mean girl. Love it. <laughs> um, I was going to say something. Um, crap. <laughs> Lost my train of thought. Um, man, I got to pause it for a minute. Okay. So what I was going to say was, um, have you guys found, like, I feel like I'm noticing this more lately too. And, and maybe it's always been this way and I just never really noticed it, but you know, we work in a man, we, we all work in a man's industry, right? <laughs> we're going to circle back to that because I'm curious to know what that looks like in the law world. But, um, you know, we all work in this sort of man industry. And what I've, I feel like happens is women are so much more open to sharing information a lot of times. Like, and, and I'm not saying this is like across the board. This is just something I feel like I, I've noticed enough for it to be kind of significant. But women are just a lot more open to sharing of information. Like if you know something and somebody asks you, you're willing to just share it. Yeah. Whereas I feel like sometimes with men, they tend to hold things close, you know, like I'm not going to share my secrets of how I'm finding deals, you know, or something, you know, whereas, you know, I talk to women and they'll just tell you everything, you know, and it's, it's so refreshing not to have to worry about this whole, like, somebody's going to steal my idea or something like there are no new ideas out there. Like we've all been doing the same stuff forever. You know what I do? I just call them. Like if I see a producer that is a male, um, luckily I have a lot of friends that, you know, they respect me in the industry and they're willing to share and they're like, Hey, if you ever need anything, mm -hmm. call me. I call. If they're going to say that, I definitely call. And um, because, you know, it is, Actually, it feels like it's a male-dominated industry, but it really is. There is a lot of women in our in our real estate industry. But well, I, I would actually say, though, it doesn't. It's mostly agents, though. I guess I should probably like rephrase that because there are a lot of women agents. Maybe more so investors. Like where I play is mostly a lot of men. Okay, got you. And I played in that field too, and I had to learn what that was like. It's different. It's you know, we have fiduciary responsibilities as real estate agents, but investors don't. So the culture and the climate is a little bit different. And I had to like take one hat off and put another one on and say, okay, look. More rogue over there. Not Very rogue. <laughs> and you have to get a list. And I said, no, you, we're not going to do that. We're going to, I felt like you're going to respect me like you would if you were holding a deal together with a man. Um, and so in not being afraid of, in doing stuff like that, you know, I just make the phone call and I'm, I'm just straight up and I just ask like, how did you do that? What did you do? And in that, um, it's helped me have a lot of relationships with people that, you know, when people ask, do you know anybody selling things off market? Do you know this? Do you know that? I have, a, you know, contacts. contacts for that. And so it's just not being afraid of just asking because mm -hmm. You know, men are, are like women. They will talk too. You just you have give to, them the opportunity. Yes. <laughs> so you just have to go and pick their brain. Like, hey, and say, I want to pick your brain. That's flattering to them. You're so smart. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it's definitely rogue on the other side, on the investment side. Is that what you do? Yes. Yeah, I'm not an agent. I'm just an investor. So it is, it's, it is, I mean, there's more women doing it now. And I think, and, and, and that could just be making an assumption. Like there could be lots of women out there doing it and they're just, they don't speak up. We don't really know about them. They're not out there as much. I mean, you could probably think of like 10 women that you know that are in real estate investing that are like really out there. Right. Making Definitely. It for I think I know like five that off the top of my head. And I'm always curious as to what that side is as a buyer, right? Like I know what it's like to represent, mm -hmm. but when it turned into us buying one, we started, you know, questioning things like, okay, you know, are we gonna mm -hmm. have enough to fix this? Are we gonna have enough to do that? And 
you know, with my experience and my background and my contacts, I'm confident, but it's different when you're putting your own money into it. Yeah, and we're trying not to use like hard money lenders and things like that. And what is the true turnaround time for this project and so on and so forth. So it's a interesting dynamic on that side for sure. It is. And I've talked to a lot of, there's a lot of um, investors who are agents and agents who are investors. And I, I say it that way because some, most people are like heavily into one or the other. You know, mm -hmm. they, they might do both but they're usually more focused on one area than the other one. So a lot of times it's realtors that are just kind of dabbling with investing. Right. And then there's investors who their primary, primary function is to invest, but then they also go get a license just because they can, you know, capitalize right. leads that they got that they couldn't turn into investment properties, but they turn them into listings. So right. it's like becomes like a side business for a lot of investors to be an agent or a broker. Right. Yeah. So, and then the, the law side of it definitely a voice of <laughs> what is that like I, I have no frame of reference for for the law world and what what that is like for a woman can you enlighten us oh shoot like i said it, it's definitely a man's world I, I call it a boys club um and i think in the beginning being you know a young hispanic petite woman, I can't tell you how many times I walked into a law office there to depose a client and they mistake me for a court reporter or, you know, the legal assistant or they're still wondering where the attorney is. And I'm like, I'm here sitting at the table next to you. Um, so, the heck out of me. <laughs> I think she kind of gets a kick out of it. Though. She's like, she likes being something that surprises them. Yes. At the end of the day. It's fun. Yeah. <laughs> because they don't expect it. But then, you know, and I'm real pleasant, you know, high, whatnot, pleasantries. But then the minute, you know, but the right, the camera's on or we have to go, then then it's all business. And I think a lot of times they're surprised by um, how I handle my work and how I do my job and how I conduct myself when when it gets to that. Because I've had some of the men approach me and say, you know, you're not afraid to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with some of the guys in my, in my office. I, I've seen it myself. And that's impressive. I, I respect that. And so the moment that they do respect you, then the dynamic sort of changes and they are more willing to have the conversations with you, like Denise said, and to kind of open their door and say, like, if you need help with anything, if you have any questions, if you, you know what, I'm going to keep you in mind if I need to refer cases because, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm impressed by the work that I've seen you do. And so I, I think it's important to, as a woman, especially, right, whatever industry you're in, especially if it's men or men, male dominated, you just need to, one, be confident in yourself, right? Hone your craft, be confident in yourself and don't, don't fall. Or the minute you get pushback, don't be afraid to go toe to toe with them, especially if you know what you're doing and you've, you've practiced or you've researched, you look into it, you've done the work on the back end, don't be afraid. Don't doubt what you know. Right. Yeah. Just, just remain confident in yourself. And even if, right, even if it's the first time you've done it and you don't know and you're going to, you're afraid you're going to fumble or whatnot, you know what? Fake it till you make it. <laughs> Fake it till you make it. And just walk in there with your head held high, whatever in there is in your industry, and, you know, show up. Be ready. Be ready to tackle whatever it is that gets thrown at you, whether it's by a man or a woman. Yeah. Because sometimes the women are tougher on you than the men. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I have that experience. For sure. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. yeah. I love that. I love, I love all those tips. I think that's really important for women to hear those things. And it's like a, it's, it's a weird thing with that because it's like, you know, you have to go in there and earn the respect, but it's a little frustrating at the same time. It's like, why do I have to go in here and like earn your respect? Like, why can't you just respect me? And then like, we're good. 
why do I have to prove myself? But, you know, I mean, people are people and it's just something that, I don't know. I don't yeah. have the answer to that, but. <laughs> I think it's human nature. I think it's natural. And I don't think people should think of it so much as I have to work to un earn other people's respect. I think it's more, you want to earn your own respect right. for yourself and confidence in, in your craft and your ability to to do your craft well it's it's more about what you are satisfied within yourself what you can do and how far you can go and that goes back to my thought process on collaborating right like you know sometimes you've got to do it on your own because at the end of the day you're in that transaction alone or you're walking into that courtroom alone and you have to be confident to hold your own you know and so, yes, collaborations are great for creative thinking and let's do this, but that was my point is you have to be able to harness your own power and strength so that when times arise where you have to walk in and be just you, you're okay with that. That's important. It's one of those boss up moments, right? Like, yeah, for sure. Sometimes you <laughs> just got to put on your big girl pants and just, just be a freaking boss, you know? Yeah. Like you said, regardless, and I, I love, like, I like what you said, Marissa, because I totally, I love doing it too. Like the surprise, like I love to surprise people, you know, cause I'm, I'm kind of quiet and stuff too. I don't really like, right. I don't know. Supposedly I'm an introvert, but I feel like that's just really when it's people that I know well, I can be that way. Initially, I'm not like that. Um, I'm just, I think I'm just shy a little bit, but when you can surprise somebody, you know, it, it's, it's kind of fun and, and interesting to see because like, I just, I think about this one time, like this roofer was doing a job for me and he's trying to screw me over on the payment. Like it was, you know, he, he called me up and he's like, I'm done with this roof, blah, blah, blah. And so I'm like, are you sure you're done? First of all, cause you know, how many times we had our time wasted by somebody saying they're done with something. And then you go over there and it's not done. So he's like, no, I'm done. I'm just, we're wrapping up a couple of things. And I said, okay, well, I'm going to come out there and check the job before I release the check to you. So I go over there and they're still doing stuff and everything. And so we're talking and, you know, he's mansplaining things to me and stuff. And I just stayed quiet. And then, um, I told him, you got a ladder. And he's like, yeah. And I said, can you put that ladder up there? I want to climb up there and take a look at that that roof right there and he was just like Ugh. <laughs> I had all like boots and stuff you know because I wanted to be cute that day but I was like you know what I'm going up on this roof I got a feeling you know the guy was like talking too much and just something wasn't right I just had this gut feeling yeah I think I need to check what you're doing here but it surprised the heck out of him you know I, I climbed up that ladder and got up there and I was like um what's that that that's not right. That's not right. And he was just like, uh, <laughs> we're going to fix that. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to get down off this roof now. So when you're done fixing that, you're really tomorrow, done. Yeah. Then I will pay you, but I'm not leaving here with, you know, leaving a check here with you. And this is not done. Cause he's like, we're going to have to go back to home Depot and get this and that. And it's like, well, then you're not done. It should have been done in the first place. Already. Yeah. yeah. You know, but, you know, normally I, I probably would have just been like, okay, it's done, you know, but it, it shocked the hell out of him that I climbed up on that roof and was pointing out the things that were not finished yet, that weren't done or done properly. And he just couldn't believe it, you know, and it's not that I'm a roofer and I know everything. I definitely don't. But like you said, Marissa, like I took the time because I've done, you know, I've renovated houses for so long. I know what it needs to be like. And I did research on that. You know, I, I didn't know at first, like, what's a soffit? What's a, you know, what's a fascia? Like, what are all these things? I don't know, you know? And so I took the time to learn about it. But then when you can show them what you know, then it, it changes the whole conversation, I feel like. It's the whole dynamic, for sure, right? Yeah. It's, and it's the whole, the whole theory of empowering yourself with knowledge. Right. Exactly. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter if I wear a skirt or pants. If I know, I know. Exactly. <laughs> so. Yeah, exactly. I, you know, um, I'm like, I'm, I'm an attorney, just like so many other men in suits, 
I'm in a dress <laughs> and cute heels. I just yeah. look cuter doing it than they do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you just have to stand your ground. And, and quite frankly, sometimes, you know, when people underestimate you, it can definitely work in your favor. Mm-hmm. So when people do that to me, I don't take any offense to that. I, I don't mind it at all, actually, because I'm like, that's okay. It'll work in my favor later because I know that you're not going to be completely prepared the way that you should be because you're underestimating me. And so I don't mind that at all. And I know exactly what you're talking about roofing. So uh, on the insurance defense side, we also handle um, property damage claims, homeowners insurance. Mm -hmm. I would have to depose engineers, roofers, you know, and I'm like, oh my God. What, a three tab shingle what does that even look like let me feel it and you have to do your research you know and then go in there and I'm pretending like I know how you know what a roof consists of and the materials and the questions to ask about it but it's you know fake it till you make it and do do some work on the back end and people will think you know you you do know what you're talking about and you can do well in the things that you need to do well in yeah for sure and then just continuing to grow in knowledge so that right. at some point you're not faking it anymore. You're like, I'm exactly. serious. I'm here. Yeah. And we're doing business. <laughs> exactly. Some people, you know, some people like knock the whole fake it till you make it thing. They're like, well, you should never do that, you know, but I think if it's, I think exactly what you said, Denise, I think if it's done in the right way, like, yeah, you might have to fake it a little bit. Like you should always go into a situation, at least knowing a little bit of something. But I think it's more of like the confidence, the fake it by being confident, not like you don't ever want to say something that you can't, is not true, but it's more about the attitude. It's definitely more the attitude and you're exactly, I think people take that literally. And it's more like, if you're already in the door, nobody knows everything. Right. Right. And so it's always like, let me go get that knowledge so that I can have more in my toolbox. Mm-hmm. So it's not faking it completely. We, she's like, she has her degree. I have my license. We're showing up with knowledge, right? Where there's no way we're always going to know everything. And so it's not in the literal sense. It's like we utilize what we have and then we go grab what we need in the back end. We don't have to tell everybody, well, I don't know. <laughs> Right. And it's not, it's not too mean to put anything out there that's untrue or that that you cannot, making a promise that you cannot fulfill. I don't mean anything like that. That's not good business. And that's, you know, that's one of the, not a good person, not a good or genuine person. But what I do mean is the attitude. If you feel nervous, if you feel scared, if you, those are all normal feelings, which is completely fine, especially when you find yourself in a situation that you have not yet been in before ever in your life. Right. And you're just, you know, starting out, this is new to you. You want to talk yourself into that, hey, you know, I, I can do this. I don't, I don't need to be nervous. I, I, can, I can do it, you know. Right. If you have to fake that confidence just to get over that, that hill for the moment, that's do that. that. Right. Yeah, for sure. And I feel like that's, that's something, you know, cause I coach women in real estate investing, like how to do what I, how to flip houses and how to wholesale and things like that. And I think that's like one of the biggest hurdles that has to be overcome at the beginning is just this confidence problem of, you know, mm-hmm. them being very unsure. And Denise, you might see this too in the realtor space of just, you know, like a new, new realtor, you know, not being confident enough. And I, I think get messages that, all the time from what other women realtors and they, you know, they admire what I'm doing or, you know, they'll say, how do you do that? And, you know, congratulations on this, congratulations on that. And I just see them and I think like they have the capabilities and all that they're lacking is that self-confidence. Yeah. And sometimes I, I just look at, or I don't look at them, but I'll be talking to them and I can just hear it in the way that they're saying things and it's it's just personal growth and and i always tell them you know you can do it you can do it and i i did it and i just you know tell them like you know you just don't take no for an answer you just keep going or you just find the answers Mm -hmm. always find the answers i'm uh 
I, I, one of my biggest pet peeves is people who are not solution-based. And that can be on anything, like customer service. Like if I'm somewhere and the, the employee tells me there's a problem, I'm like, what's the solution? Like, I'm always like, okay, so how are we going to fix that? There's always a solution. It may not be exactly what we want, but I appreciate people that, that have that, that are willing to even, because a lot of the times it's a lack of wanting to have a thought process or to go further. And I'm like, make that little effort to go further and say, okay, here's the problem. What can we do to fix it? Right. And that's something we talk about that, like in, in my organization too, it's like, if you have a problem, that's fine, but spend a little time thinking about it first and like map out a few solutions and then we'll talk about it, but don't just expect me to solve the problem for you. You know, like I'm going to give you every tool that you need to do this, but if you can't, you know, if you don't understand like what the solution is, give it a little bit of thought, even it might not even be the right solution. It doesn't matter, but at least spend some time thinking about it first before just expecting somebody to just hand you the answer because there's no growth in that. And that in turn goes back to like, who do you want on your team kind of thing? Do you want somebody that you've got to tell every single thing you got to tell them what to do or somebody that can actually think for themselves? Like here are all the tools, use your brain, think for yourself and come up with some ideas. I have a phrase that I like to use that I use not only on myself, right? But other people I'm like, figure it out. That's what I, I always say that. I need to put it on the shirt. Figure it out. So whatever it may be, that applies to everything, everything in life, whether it's in business or, you know, relationship, whatever, figure it out. Oh my gosh. Have you read Everything is Figure Outable? No, I haven't. Girl, you need to read that book. Oh my God. It's my favorite book. I have bought that book for so many people, but that's, she talks about that very thing. Everything is figure outable. And she breaks down like all the main things that you're going through that like the big, the, my favorite chapter that she did was the one on fear. You know, when you're, when you're going through something or you're facing something and you've got all, all this fear, like, how do you figure that out? How do you see your way through that? And Mm -hmm. she just did like this really great chapter on that. Okay. So um, this has been like one of my most fun conversations, I feel like, because I love talking about girl power and just, you know, empowering each other and lifting each other up and being collaborative. And we're all in this kind of male dominated industry and figuring out ways to, um, really like survive and thrive and you know gain that confidence in in what we're doing no matter what it is and i love that you guys have such a beautiful friendship and can support each other and help each other out and have such a great tribe of people like if if you don't have a tribe find your tribe right yeah yeah start your own (laughs) yeah start your own if you have to but you know, and be conscious of who you bring into that, that tribe, who's in your circle. Are they, are they bringing you down? Are they Debbie Downers negative? Or are they people that truly care about you and they want you to succeed and they want to be a listening ear and a, and a shoulder to cry on if you need it and a helping hand if you need it. And I mean, I know I have women like that and I don't have a huge circle. I, I think it's just part of getting older. Your circle gets smaller, but it's very um, it's a very good circle. I don't need 10 best friends anymore. You know, I've got, you know, a handful of people that I choose to spend most of my time with and it's right. all for, for all those reasons, just like you guys were saying. So I appreciate you, um, sharing your time today and your wisdom and your sweet faces. Just mm-hmm. y'all are just so cute. <laughs> We appreciate you having us on too. Yes. It was, it was fun. It was good to talk and chat about women in business. And yeah. Really so I for sure had fun. Thank you so much for having me on here, especially when your focus is on real estate. And thank you. It's good thinking about me. Yes, I wanted to include you. Yeah, this was definitely fun. We're going to have to do another happy hour chat with you. Yes. Well, we'll make it a standing, we'll make a standing date. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So before we, before we wrap up, if people want to reach either one of you, how can they find you? 
Well, I'm on Facebook primarily. I do use my Instagram account, but um, Denise Bocaneda Realtor, if you Google that, all of my social media profiles will come up. Um, D sells homes on Instagram. Um, and then my phone number is 210-857-7377. And if you guys are looking for a nice house or um, a commercial property, I have vacation homes. Vacation homes. I have plenty of experience. I get super excited about helping people find properties. I love to hear their vision and then match them with that with what they want. So um, that's where you can reach me. You can just Google me. <laughs> Google. Yeah. <laughs> and she looks great. You're gonna want to see her. So look her up. <laughs> and how about you, Marissa? How can they find you? So I am on Facebook, Marissa A. Rodriguez, but you can also just look up Hope and Causey, and my attorney profile is on there. Um, my email address is Marissa, M-A-R-I-S-S-A, at hope-causey.com, and my phone number is 210-347-2493. Give me a call, no matter what type of legal question you have or what type of case you think that you might have because either my firm and I can handle it if it's a personal injury car accident or we can certainly find another firm or attorney who would be able to help you if it's in a different um, area of practice we can certainly find someone who can help you out awesome again solution based if we can't help you we will find somebody that who can, can. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. collaboration see <laughs> So feel free to shoot us some questions. Give us a call. We can definitely help you out. Yeah, we'd love to work with any, with any of y'all. Yeah. I'm like, if you get an accident or an injury case and you, we help you get money, you can have Denise help you find a house with the money. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Perfect. Well, thank you so much. This was really fun. I appreciate it. Yes, thank, thank you. you. Have a good day. You too. Chat again soon. Yes. Yeah.